Welcome to the Kitchen Island Podcast. Okay, guys. Saturday afternoon on the last weekend of most European leagues. So the Kitchen Island Podcast is here to set it up for you. See some battles at the top. See who's going to win some titles. And see who's going to get relegated. And to help me out with this, I got my A-team minus Sulma. You're with us, Sulma, always. Uh, but I have Kiana. And oh, that sounded like if he was dead. Sorry. No, he's just unavailable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kiana. I got Tommy, my co-host. Guys, how are we doing? Okay. We just had a, a whopper of a thunderstorm here in Ottawa. So I hope uh, nobody, uh, everybody's okay. If, if Seems uh, like we're, it. We've got thunderstorm. I've, I've seen reports of down trees and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, no, it just rolled through. It's pretty intense. Um, but do not worry. You guys are people. Stay inside for now and listen to our pod once we post this. Because tomorrow, <laughs> Sunday, is the big big day in the EPL, Tommy. We're gonna, they're going to wrap up the season with, um, you know what, let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about the battle at the top. Yeah, so basically, here's the deal. Man City win, they win the title. Uh, Liverpool win and Man City don't win. Liverpool wins the title. Any other scenario, Man City wins the title. Man City uh, have all the tiebreakers. They got more, better goal difference, more goals for. So any t- scenario where the two teams end up tied on points, uh, Man City wins the title. So basically, yeah, Liverpool need to win and hope Man City don't win. Yeah, hope, 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 hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, saying absolutely. there's a chance. Yeah, there. There is a chance um, the Reds have to depend on Villa to pull something off. Lots of hype behind that, guys. Lots of hype. But what, what's the old saying? It's hope that kills you, right? Ah! It's, true. Yeah. it's true. Hello. Hello. Look, I'm not trying to be negative here, but I'm not. The, the way I love the Reds going through that emotional kind of, you know, that emotional roller coaster. No, I'm, I'm going in, going like... And, and we're probably, when we wrap up the league in, in a pod, we'll, we'll talk more about this, but I'm looking at this team and I'm like, this team has taken it to the last weekend when in January they're written off with 14 points behind. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn it. Like, thank you. And what, what, what can you do when, when you have yeah, it's a team like, like city who just, they just keep on rolling. And like, we've always said that the pun, you know, while oiled machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looking at it, the one glimmer of hope we have is that Villa are, are in decent form. They've only yep. lost one of their last five. Um, so, and, you know, City have priors in almost blowing it on the last day. Remember the infamously famous Aguero goal? Because <laughs> they were down 2-1 against QPR, who had already had a man sent off. Um, and they had to go re- rely on two goals in injury time to, to win the title. So, and hope... Stevie G is going to have an extra motivation to try to win the title for Liverpool. Um, as far as Liverpool's game is concerned, I think, you know, I'm confident in that. Wolves are not in good form. I think they've yeah. won only, they haven't won anything in the last five. They've really sort of started towards the end of the season. So uh, we're at home. Um, fact check myself there. Yes, it's at home. Yeah. Both Liverpool and Man City are at home. So it's unlikely, but, you know, anything can happen. So just Liverpool Absolutely. just needs to win and if Liverpool win and Man City win, we can hold our heads up high. Absolutely. That, that's Tommy. That's exactly it. Kiana, all I want is the Reds to maximize points. That's all. 
we'll hold our heads up high no matter what. I'm cool as a cucumber to the, to the end. To the yeah. end, y'all. There's still hope. And it won't kill me. I, no, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. It's only it, it's only been an upward and an onward and upward trajectory for our mm. squad, just like you said. So I mean, were we expected to? But I want it. I still want it. Yeah, and absolutely. I like I like the press conference where um actually I thought it was kind of shameless and I liked it where um Gerard was just like, "Don't come in here and attack my integrity and my players' integrity. Like we're going in. We want to win this. Mm. And if it helps Liverpool, fantastic." I was like, "Oh yeah, oh That's yeah." It. Absolutely. I mean, don't, don't forget, though, there's money in finishing. Aston Villa finished 14th. Aston Villa get a result there that could they, that could allow them to um, leapfrog Crystal Palace. You know, even getting 14th to 13th, there's a half a million pounds in that in terms of prize money for the for Aston Villa. So they have a financial mm-hmm. incentive to win, and it's really close. If they win that game, they could end up as high as 10th. 10th. Yeah. They have a better goal difference than Brighton. So yeah. I mean. And that there's a big financial advantage. So it's not like it's not, there's nothing to play for. And it's not like they have any reason to down tools. And same with the reason for Wolves. Yeah. Wolves, you know, they want to at least consolidate, finish that eighth place. They're not going to make Europe, but, you know, there's money in finishing eighth versus ninth or tenth. Tommy, top of your head, sixth and seventh go to the conference? The European? Uh, no, si- si- fifth and sixth go to the Europa League and seventh go to the conference. Seventh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so either, either way, Aston Villa can't get into. No, there's no way they can get into Europe. Um, that, that those are other battles we can talk about. But yeah, in terms of but so the point is is that you know yes, Stephen Gerrard as a lifelong Liverpool fan, he's going to want to win. But he's also a man of integrity. He's a football manager. He wants to win every game. Exactly. So they're going to do their best to try to win the game, not just because he's a Liverpool fan. It's it's always the ops that want to come in and paint the narrative that it's just like this is what he's going to do because he's so he 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 bleeds Liverpool. Uh, he he's. At a job, like yes, he has a job to do. So he's no longer playing for Liverpool, which that has nothing to do with his job. He has a job to do, and I'm pretty sure these players want to win. They're not sitting there strategizing. Well, so when I pass it to you, just dummy it and let it go out. <laughs> and uh, like, come on, come on, people. It's all and it's the same people. I have an idea of which type of supporters would be saying something mm. like that, but I'm not gonna Love say that. it. Look, this isn't the Syria back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that for legal purposes. Um, uh, if, if you want to know more, there's a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Say the name, Tommy. Um, say the name. <laughs> point, point at the man. <laughs> um, no, no, but I, I think, Kenna, you're, you're spot on. Lots of gossip, lots of rumors, lots of things were said on, online leading up to this last weekend. You know what I mean? Even with um, uh, like, was it is it a Jack Grealish bonus involved too? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if if what was it? If Aston, if City win the title, this was the rumor. City win the title, Grealish. Uh, there's an extra twenty five mil bonus that goes gets paid to Aston Villa. So it is in the people are saying it is in Aston Villa's interest to lose. I mean, like now this is just people have been debunking it, uh, saying like this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. but it's just things like that, that 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 have come up. And and to build on Kiana's point, obviously the man's in is Jared's in the job. What win doesn't look good for you? It does. So it's yeah. it's really just every I don't know other than North American sports where relegation isn't a thing. I don't know where 
teams go in wanting to lose. Yeah. There's no draft picks. There's no yeah. advantage to, you know, finishing worse than another, t- another team. There's money in finishing higher up. Exactly. Uh, Tommy, let's look a little down here. Cause we got to talk about fourth and fifth. Yep. So basically, so looking at fourth and fifth, so Spurs and our, and our Spurs are fourth on 68 points. Arsenal are fifth on 66 points. So basically Arsenal need to, uh, but Spurs have a significantly better goal difference. So mm-hmm. Arsenal's only chance is they need to win and the Spurs need to lose. Spurs are playing Norwich who are very bad. Arsenal are Arsenal. Yeah. So, and they bottle things and they're playing mm-hmm. Everton, but Everton, they're just going to be over hung over from the joy of winning the, um, uh, of, uh, of just staying up. So yeah. I wouldn't, I, I could see Arsenal winning that game easily, but I cannot see a scenario where Tottenham lose against Norwich. Yeah. Like yeah. Norwich are already down. Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously they're, they're, they're they want, you know, 19th versus 20th. There's a bit of money in that. So they're going to try, but try as they might, they're still a very not good team. Yeah. And Spurs are good enough to get at least a point at Norwich. Yep. I, I kind of giggled while you were fumbling over what it was. You had to, to think about what Everton won because you would have thought you would have thought it was really bigger than it was. But anywho, maybe we'll talk, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we definitely were. Um, you know what, man? Like, I wanted... I wanted Arsenal back in the Champions League. Um, I guess maybe I'm still, there's a part of me that really enjoyed Arsene Wenger's FA Cup play the kids teams. You know what I mean? I really enjoyed that. I thought they were quality and, and the insta- the invincible stuff. To a certain extent, there was, you know, it was an, despite not supporting the team, it was still a, a joy to, and you enjoy watching them play, right? So I'm still hanging on to a bit of that. So seeing mm-hmm. the Arsenal back in the Champions League, Champions League for me, it was just like okay, cool. I mean, without without wanting to the, them to go far, but it's just like ah, you know, here's 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 nostalgia, you know, nostalgic kind of thing. You know, and Arsenal have a good young team, and they don't have any, and they don't have Harry Kane, uh, yeah. and they have, and you know, they've got some, you know, look at the guys like Saka, Martinelli, um, you know, these young these younger players that are an exciting team. They are an exciting team to watch, even though they're defensively iffy. Uh, you know, they have habit. Some of their players have a habit of completely. Screwing yeah. up badly, like Rob holding in their last game. Jesus, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know what? Uh, it, like you, like you said, Tommy. There were some games where it's just like you guys don't deserve anything. You guys are getting exactly what you what you deserve in, in terms of performance. Like it, it's they did this to themselves. Exactly. I was waiting for you to circle back to that. I'm like, yeah. let them go and talk about nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't deserve it, and you're not yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. So we'll we'll see how that. That turns out uh, credit to Conte, but but you know, guys, can we can we point something out? Harry Kane played like shit for so long. Okay, no, seriously, no, no, he did. It, it's kind of it, it. It always gives you that feeling that whether or not he wanted to play for that manager, you know what I mean? Like, and then Conte comes in, all of a sudden things are changing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really it's really interesting what a change of manager or or whether or not a player wants to give his all like i'm not do, do i question his integrity like i have nothing to base this off of other than the, his performances okay but i don't know conte came in did some changes uh brought in uh what's his name Kule, kulisevsky Kule in in the yeah, kulisevsky, yeah. in in january and that really helped um 
but ever since then they, they've been they've been really good and and song has w- woken up and so has harry kane to a certain extent so um combine that um and romero bringing in romero too really helps and uh yeah they are exactly where they deserve to be yep and it's also conte's attitude for me because yeah. there's only so far where a coach is going to sit back and go well we're just sorting it out or we're just picking yeah. uh we're, we're just still trying to um sort out ourselves you know or strategy formation play what he said i'm not a loser and these guys are losing i'm a winner and these guys are losing so like do the do the the critical analysis there and and figure out who wants to be a winner like like me like come on he's just like it's not me it's them what like he he came out like what did I do to myself like why did I do this like I thought I could do something with these players so when you hear that about yourself in the <laughs> from your coach like uh, I feel like you kind of just have to kick yourself in the ass and be like you know what uh before anybody forgets that I was even considered the best striker in the world um shrug off the euros you got to get you got to get going you definitely got to get going great um, one, one last thing but to wrap up uh, Conte. Uh, my favorite thing about Conte is when he coached uh, Italy. I think I've said it on another pod, but I don't know if you guys remember this incident. I Now I forget who Italy was playing, but they were defending hard and, and they, they made a couple of mistakes. Maybe they were going to concede and Conte's on the sideline going and he's yelling in Italian. He's just like, I'll kill you all. I'll kill you all. You know what I mean? Like, he's telling his players that he's going to murder them if, if they... <laughs> I'd, I'd have to look up. It's it's worth look looking up what game he did, which World Cup or, or Euro it was. But it was just like I love this guy. Um, Tommy, let's go down to the bottom of the table. Burnley and Leeds are tied on points, but Leeds United is a minus thirty eight guys, minus thirty eight. Wow. Uh, and Burnley are minus eighteen for Conflict. yeah. So they're tied on points, but Leeds uh, Burnley have the advantage in um um in uh, uh, goal difference. Yeah, goal but difference. if you look at the and the, if you look at the final fixtures, I mean Leeds are very bad defensively. Uh, yeah. They just cannot keep clean sheet. They're incapable of doing that. So they will need to score goals. So in going to the final game day, Burnley are at home to Newcastle. Well, Leeds are away to Brentford. Um, Newcastle are in really good form and they're going to really want to consolidate that uh, um Consolidate their position. Uh, they're 12th right now, and they have a really good shot at top 10. Um, so they're going to do that, and I'm going to be ex- expect. I, I will. I will expect that to be tough, but I also expect Burnley to be able to get a draw. Uh, Burnley mm-hmm. are capable of like hunkering down and shit festing draws, mm-hmm. and I cannot see a scenario where Leeds win. They just concede too many goals. Yeah. Brentford concede a decent amount of goals as well. I could easily see that game being a 2-2 or you know, or a 3-2 for Burnley, but I cannot see Leeds. They don't have the medal. They don't have the defensive fortitude. Yeah. They're just Quality they're exciting, but they're, they're exciting, but I just no. don't think they're good enough to stay up. No, I, I don't. I don't want to say like say I told you so, but last <laughs> year I said like their style of footy is unsustainable at this level. I mean, they just, they cannot be running games three, two, four, f- five, four, like they, you just, it's not sustainable in, in the EPL. And, and that's where, that's where they are now. Obviously injuries played a huge factor and, and lack of investment in the, in the squad, but 
you know what? It's sad to see leads come up. It's just even sadder uh, to see that I guess they couldn't, like they weren't backed. I don't know what they, what they're like financially. Like, I, I don't know that at the top of my head, but um, it just sucks that owners or whoever makes the decisions uh, for, for, for transfers, for new, for new blood didn't step up and, and keep them in, in the uh, potentially keep them up. So yeah. it's costly. especially defensively. Um, yeah. The defense, the, 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 the only defensive recruitment that I can think of, I think they brought in junior Furpo who hasn't been particularly amazing. No. Um, but defensively, they're still relying on a lot of championship quality defenders. Yeah. And you're yeah. playing run and gun style with, you know, championship quality defenders, you know, you know, uh, Stuart Dallas and Liam Cooper and these guys. Yeah. Um, guys, we, we want to talk quick uh, pitch invasion because there's a couple of incidents. Um, Everton, listen, um, Everton pitch invasion for, for survival. Sure, the fans were, were super excited. I get why you why you want to celebrate. I get it. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, at the start of the year, they were talking about being in Europe or challenging for top four, and they ended up struggling to, to not be relegated. Um, but in, in my opinion, there's a way to act, Tommy. I, and it, and like celebrate what you need to celebrate. Don't why, why have a go at the, the Crystal Palace players and the manager? And I think that that's one of the major talking points too. It's not just pitch invasions. It's the amount of aggression involved. These are not just like people running around with their arms aloft cheering. These are people going in aggressive, whether, yeah. and it's, we saw, we also saw it in the um, championship semifinal, Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United, where um, Nottingham Forest went through and there was a pitch invasion and Nottingham Forest fan went and assaulted um, Sheffield United's Billy Sharp, who was just minding his own business. And there was also some violent incidents in a, a playoff game in League Two between Swindon and Port Vale, where there's a pitch invasion, a Port Vale fan squared up to a Swindon Town player. Um, it's, it's a really distressing amount of level of aggression and anger in these pitch invasions that we haven't really seen in a while, not since the bad old days of the, of the hooligan days yeah. of the 80s. Yeah, it's really... It's weird, like, celebrate, but yeah, like you said, the aggression, like, going after, uh, you know, Vieira, I mean, just taunting him, like, come on, it, there's there's no way you you can expect to, him not to react when you're in his face, swearing at him, giving him the, the you know, the, the equivalent of the middle finger here, the, the V, whatever is it, the, the, the yeah, two... The two fingers, yeah. The two fingers. Um, like, come on, man, you can't... And then also, oh, he kicked him. Obviously, you're in his face, man. Same thing with the, I don't know if you guys saw the video with Benteke. The guy grabbed like, like not grabbed Benteke's face, but he touched his face and Benteke's like, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like they, they it's take your celebration, celebrate with your team and let the other ones get off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and another incident talking about of violence was um, Ollie McBurney had to defend himself yes. against a forest fan. And, um, and he had to, I guess he had to kick, he kicked someone or somebody who was attacking him. So, and you know, the media will talk about all these things and it skirts around one word they know never say, but one word that we know has been creeping more into it, and that's cocaine. If you look at some of the if you look at some of the violence, you know, before the Euro 2020 file, yep. how coked out of your skull do you have to be to be sending a firework out of your butt? Really? And, you know, and, and like there's a lot of reports, a lot I read an article, the police were saying that they're noticing like use of coke drugs at football games is on the rise. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea. 
Yeah, no, it's just something I, I I just saw somebody I saw a tweet and then I looked read a little couple found an article and read about it. Yeah. And I, it's that is an undercurrent that is not really talked about in the media, but the police are saying that they're noticing an increase in that. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a video earlier on in the season where um, they zoomed in on a player and he on a someone in the stands and you actually see him like really? on his finger pulling it up right in his nose and I'm like, okay, bad bad enough that you have these people coked up or not feeling like they can say any and anything to these people that mm. they pay to go and watch. So that's anything from attacking players, attacking race, but then now you take it a step further and you want to get physical. Yeah. And then you, you have people, I, I forget who was um, commenting after the game. They're like, Oh no, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that after Vera kicked the player. I'm like, you don't want to see what it could have been though. Like you're, you're lucky that that was on your turf. You're lucky that it was just like, it was legitimately just Vieira strolling through and he didn't seem like he was fearful of anything, but then you see that and you see him still continue to walk. So this guy got to chirp a little bit longer than he would if it was you and I outside of the grocery store. Um, and then it just gets to a point where like he, cause the guy had his phone. Did you guys see that yeah, perspective of it too? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just like, you know what? That even showed me that it was even more close and annoying. And mm-hmm. that Vieira really kept his composure because that could have easily been a punch in your face that like, like, just get out of here. He, he got the type of kick that it's like, get out of here. That yeah. wasn't even anything. And he still felt like it was a, like, like it was a Muay Thai, like takedown. Like, yeah. come on, these players are really, um, players, these um, fans, if yeah. you want to call them that, are really taking some serious liberties and they need, to, it's like they either need to be not allowed in or locked in a cage. Like they, they've actually lost their mind. And it's just, it, it's just creeping its way into the game where it's just, just uh, like, I don't even want to watch it. You, you don't, you, it's like, you can't, be prepared for what these people are going to do. Like they've always got to like, take it up another notch. If they're not throwing something on the pitch or just being complete, like losers, like yeah. why, why do they think that they're, a, that it's part of the admission for the ticket price to just be able to run on the field? Like, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, squaring up to Patrick Vieira, that takes a certain amount of courage or no, it doesn't stupidity. It's cocaine or, or yeah, well, that's or, the thing. Like you can't be sober and square up to, Patrick Vieira, because even though he's retired, a retired player a while, he's still a big, frightening bad guy. Like, like I wouldn't mess with Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Agreed. Insane. I'm done with these fans. These yeah. quote unquote. I fans. think, I, you know, uh, I think we'll see changes, guys. I think we'll see changes. Um, this can't go on. Um, so we'll see if that might include more more stewards or something like that. I mean, extreme yeah, versions of fence, right? Yeah. I mean, again, going back to the bad old days of the '80s yeah. when they had fences. Yeah. around and that it's crazy to... what are you going to pay a steward though what are you going to pay me as a steward to be jumping in front of these people that's, when they're when they're the thing up and, too. and drunk if you're Fair a enough. steward you're a part-time job you're not making <laughs> yeah. that much money like i'm not paid enough that i mean number exactly. one uh if you've met me in person i'm a little guy i'm five foot five <laughs> i ain't def- yeah. i ain't fighting anybody yeah <laughs> oh move, moving on guys because we got to talk about a Frenchman, Mbappe. Mbappe. You know, I watched a video back in the day when, uh, back in the day, no, that's a, I'm exaggerating. 
a um, couple of years ago when our good friend uh, Maradona was around and he was talking to, um, he was having an interview and he was telling the, the, the person that was interviewing me and he said, I told Real Madrid to sign Mbappé. So this must have been when he first hit the scene, Mbappé, what, like me for? Yeah, when he was with Monica, when he was yeah. 18, he really burst yeah. onto the scene, yeah. Yeah, so so ever since, not ever since that, but you know, during that time, making his name and stuff like that. And now his contract was up this summer and holy crap, the last couple of weeks has been nuts. Maybe the last, the last season, Tommy, has been rumors upon rumors. So um, all that to say, it all comes down to a wah, wah, because he is staying with PSG. Yeah, he signed a contract. As much as like desperate as Real Madrid were and as desperate as the Liverpool Echo were to claim that Liverpool yeah. were going to sign him. <laughs> he, like, he was never going to sign for Liverpool. But Real Madrid were desperate. Real Madrid had an offer on the table. And yeah. it was like 99% done that he was going to Real Madrid, but 99% isn't done. And yeah. at the last minute, Peixe came back with an improved offer. Um, who believe what you want to believe in terms of yeah. how much he's getting paid Peters. in terms of, you know, the big three are signing bonus, wage, image rights. Yeah. Um, all reports are that PSG were willing to give him 100% of image rights and Real Madrid weren't really willing to do that. Uh, depending on who you talk to, it sounds as though yeah. he might be getting double salary than what Real Madrid were offering with a similar signing bonus. Again, depending on who you read, who you believe, he apparently, Mbappe may have some sort of say over uh, sporting decisions like hiring of coaches and even transfers. Again, take everything you read with yeah. a grain of salt, but it, whatever, ha- whatever it is, sounds as though Mbappe got a pretty sweet deal from PSG. Yeah. Ken, uh, I'll, I'll repeat this. I'll send, I sent you guys a screenshot, but just to repeat what um, this journalist's name is, Tarek. Uh, Panja uh, said that he turned down from Real and Real offered him uh, 25 million euro net salary, 130 million euros signing fee. And like Tommy mentioned, a hundred percent of image rights. So he turned that down and the, all the leaks are coming and it appears to be from the, from the Real side. And they're saying that PSG bettered that, that offer. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. It is, it is scary, but is it um, so scary that it's unbelievable? No, because we see what these players are, are negotiating for. We see what these clubs are willing to spend. We know who has the money, who doesn't. So do you want to go back and forth? Or you just want to give him a, a deal or an offer that he can't refuse, can't refuse. So to me, it's, it's scary, but it's believable. For what you mentioned, what are you going to add another 20 to that? And then what? Then we go back and forth a little bit. Like these people want to move on. And when it comes to things like image rights and, you know, like the the players, I don't know, sometimes to me, it's almost kind of um, confusing to me in terms of what kind of uh, power they wield behind even something like that. So whoever is in Mbappe's ear and whoever is on the side of PSJ, PSJ to, to get him over to the side and to make up his mind and have it done. It, it's got to be something that you are not going to, to, to turn down. And I'm a PSJ supporter. And even with Messi coming in, I didn't want him to leave. I didn't want Mbappe to leave anyway. So I'm not, I'm not 
ache, belly aching about it. I'm happy. But at the same time, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just something where it just, it, it still doesn't sit well a little bit because then you're just wondering like, okay, how did you make that happen? I don't want to know, but I want to know, but I don't want to know. So I don't know. It, I mean, if, it's If I was in your shoes, Kian, as a P, if I was supported PSA, I wouldn't be concerned so much about the money because PSG have infinity billion dollars to spend. For sure. If they're, if they're giving him, if it's just about money, but if you're suddenly saying Kylian Mbappe can veto a coach decision, Kylian Mbappe can veto a transfer, Kylian Mbappe can veto, now that gets problematic for me where you're giving one player so much power to pick and choose coaching staff and pick and choose transfers because that is, that, because as much as Kylian Mbappe is a good player, maybe he might not necessarily be a transfer expert. He's a so, fucking kid. He's right? a kid. Can we just say it? Like, he's barely, like, he's, he's barely in his 20s. He's 23. Come on. Yeah, let, let's be um, real here. Like, and so, if PSG really need to actually want to kick on and win the Champions League, they need to have proper team building yeah. and not just, like, you know, what they, like, the old uh, saying is that not just adding layers of gold paint to the Bentley, actually putting an engine in getting yep. some good defenders, getting some good defensive midfielders. So suddenly if, you know, PSG say, we want to sign, I don't know, N'Golo Kante, and Kylian Mbappe say, I don't like N'Golo, don't sign him vetoed. Like, yeah. that's bad for the team. Or if they want to sign another, you know, defensive midfielder that whatever, Killian doesn't think they need a defensive midfielder because Killian only likes strikers, you know, that's bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree to, to that point. But also sometimes... I'm not saying that that is the type of power that you want to give to a player, all of that power. But at the same time, I kind of feel if he is going to go back, like, like you said, it was 99% done. It was almost done. And this guy talked about how playing at Real Madrid was his dream. And you, you've got to give me a lot to make me yeah. now go back on everything that I've said for how many years, like, this is not a secret that he wanted to go there. Um, and then make it so that I do stay here and make it that I am successful here. I kind of would want to say in, in that how much power he has, I'm not sure, but, um, I think, I think the fact that he decided to go with this deal definitely means he's def uh, invested and be in being successful. Like 2025 sounds like it's around the corner, but still, and the track record that PSG have of seeming like they have everything together to flop like enough like enough and but, but i mean if i get the point guys gotta get paid i mean yeah, if psg's yeah. offering him what he's reported is double yeah. the salary you know you're 23 <laughs> you make basically you're netting an extra 75 million getting an extra 75 million euros in three years and then at 26 then you go sign for real madrid after you got paid exactly there you go yeah. still time but what i'm thinking guys is unfortunately I think this is purely a financial decision from Mbappe. I think so. There's, there's no way, guys. I, but can't, you can't convince me that you're going to look at the success Real Madrid has had in the, let's say, Champions League, because the Champions League is, is, is the, the pot of gold. It's, it's, the, it's where you want, you want to grab that title. You want to be, you want to go deep into that competition. You, you look at Real Madrid versus what PSG has done, and you're going to tell me as a free agent where it is you would prefer to play. And, and, and I think it's, it's financial. I think it's financial. I think 
um, because there are rumors, I, I, read, I, I read a couple of rumors that are saying that Pochettino and Leonardo are out, uh, Leonardo being the sporting director. Um, and obviously people know that Pochettino is the, the coach. They will, they will be out. Um, like Tommy, we spoke uh, offline about this, uh, whether or not um, when he signed, he, they, they said, don't worry, excuse me, don't worry, um, you know, Pochettino and Leonardo on the way out, because a huge part of the, the recruitment is from Leonardo. So clearly something's not working there. Um, but I still think that, that it's, it's a financial decision, guys. I, I don't know. I, I, because I trust, and this is looking historically, I, I trust that Real Madrid will rebuild the team better than PSG is able to rebuild the team. Well, Real Madrid still have that pulling much, uh, that like gravitas, that much more pulling because they've won the Champions League and they're always successful in the Champions League. They managed to do it. I think that they have, you're right, Jose, that they have that additional pulling power that PSG don't have. Even if, like, take, like, if, you know, if everything's equal, if you got an elite player, you can choose equal financial contract between PSG and Real Madrid, the players are going to choose Real Madrid. Well, he did not, and money is a factor. <laughs> uh, and if yeah. you look at this type of a- agreement, like like you mentioned, look at his age, look at how long it's for, and look at what I think he's looking to accomplish. Like, he doesn't want to look if, like a Kenna, if, if I look at the length of the contract, I'm thinking this guy's just giving them a second chance. I, I don't think he, he – three years. Three years that's, at – That's what I'm saying. If you Okay, guys okay. We're saying it, the same thing. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I apologize. If you don't make okay. it worth my while monetarily and, and like, structurally, whatever you're yeah. going to invest into the de- – like, I still can go. Cool. Like, Absolutely. it's not going to turn him away. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like Mbappe, even as a young player, he he has a – I feel like he has a lot of integrity and he's um, pretty outspoken about – he's been pretty outspoken about what he wanted to do. So yeah, you want him to do otherwise here, let's talk and let's see what else you're willing to, to give me for security because it, it could have been a dead deal, but there was hope. The PSJ yeah. supporters had hope and it didn't kill them. It, it kept on Bobby <laughs> to 2025. Um, just uh, the last thing I kind of add on that is the Real Madrid side of all this. And uh, apparently uh, Mbappe did, um, contact uh, uh, Florentino Perez personally to let him know he wasn't coming. But then it looks like um, Real turned around and complained to Javier Tebas, who is um, um, what you, the president, the president of La Liga. Yeah. And uh, he tweeted, and he tweeted in Spanish. So just to kind of um, translate in uh, in a nutshell. Um, Basically, he's saying what PSG is doing with Mbappe's contract is is insane. It, it, it screws up the integrity of, of football. Um, it's an insult to football, and it's dangerous. It's as dangerous as the as the Super League. Um, mm. it is especially be coming from a club who has run who has run a deficit for so long, and they're still able to throw that kind of money. <laughs> um, we got we got four minutes before we have to take a break here, but let's let's get quickly into uh, historically Real Madrid. Um, Tommy, from, from my point of view, um, basically Javier Tebas is pissed off because he won't have the French community watching uh, La Liga for Mbappe. Yeah, 
It's very much, I mean, whatever Real Madrid complain about financial, it's always part it's always part and kettle, right? It's always because Real Madrid, the Galacticos era, they was how much money did they spend on Figo and Beckham and uh, Zidane and all these guys. Like, come on. Now it just it just comes because it's Real Madrid, it comes across as sour grapes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there you go. <laughs> Listen, uh, at the end of the day, Real Madrid got outmuscled financially. Um, they are they are in um, a financial um, down, we'll say, like for, for the club. That being said, they still offered what we just spoke about. They still offered a ridiculous contract to Mbappé. So that that's still, despite their their um, in the negative, they're still able to do it, and, and La Liga is still allowing them to do it. The only it's La Liga still allowed teams like Real Madrid and Barca to go even deeper into the red. Barca, we're gonna see this summer how freaking crazy that's gonna get, how broke they are, and and and, and stuff like that. So, Tebas, Florentino, you lost. Uh, yes, we we I can agree with the sentiment of why they tweeted that out as to PSG is, you know, it's not good for footy, for the footy community and, and the wages. I totally get that. Same thing with City. And, um, but sorry, man, you, you can't, when you've been doing it for so long, I don't feel bad for you guys. That being yeah. real. Not at all. It's, so after yeah. hearing this, you can say that someone hacked your account because you can't delete that tweet now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that Perez and Tevez have the, the amount of self awareness to think that. that no, like I don't. I don't think so. And a lot of Madridistas do not as well. It's quite interesting. <laughs> oh yes. Um, <sighs> but guys, let's take a little break. Uh, but we come back. Let's talk a bit about uh, women's. Yeah, the women's uh, Champions League happened today. A couple player of the year, and then we'll wrap it up. Hey guys, so it's Oswe here. Unfortunately, the second part of this pod didn't record properly due to the outage we had here in Ottawa. Um, looks like the internet uh, crashed and did not record properly. So uh, let's see if you listened to the first part. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time, Kippers, thanks.